Hello and welcome to Chatter Cave Podcast, where today we're not going to walk it for the entire movie. No, no, no. We're going to try something a little different here, aren't we, Hayden? Ironic, really. Yes. The film. Uh, just like the film. <laughs> we'll crash and burn. <laughs> so, you know, we're going off script. Well, everything but this bit. This bit's on script because I know, I've, I've got to try and remember stuff. I haven't fucking remember this off the top of the noggin. Done. Exactly. So you know, you know, we're, we're still going to you know sort of break key moments down, but we're not going to sit here and go. And then he said, "Oh look, over there, a bird." <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom would say that. Whereas I just sit back thinking, "What the fuck's going on?" Oh look, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this essentially is it's one big overall. Instead of that small section you get at the end of the old Chattico yeah. videos, the whole thing is essentially going to be an overall. It's an analysis. Basically, yeah. It's an analysis rather than a narration. Well, anything, anything with Tom's an analyst. I'm sorry, what? Get it? Because analysis has the word anal. You too busy looking at Hugh Jackman's bum, weren't you, in this movie? Maybe. <laughs> Send no you, so are you. So are you. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so obviously we're gonna go through like the movie, the characters, the score, yeah. the acting, you know, mm. all that sort of shit we usually go through at the end, just throughout and a little bit more detail. Yeah. So you know, fingers crossed this goes well and we can do this more often like this. Okay, mm. it's a lot less work for me. Anyway, oh. I'm still your host drinking Thomas Hughes. Ah, uh, I'm Hayden, and this is the film that's got Alex in it. Wait, did you just call me Blob? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did... doesn't watch these, he'll never know. I feel like he has been there recently. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, today we're discussing X-Men Origins Wolverine. Released three years after Fox's last X Men movie, which was, of course, the disaster of The Last Stand. This was released in. You can't, you can't get any worse. <laughs> oh, wait. This was released in 2009. And it sort of. It kind of fucks with Wolverine's origin story that we know from the previous X Men movies. Tries to do something, and though it's still part of the actual main universe, I'm counting it, and I believe Hayden sort of agrees. Not part yeah. of that universe, it's its own universe like Logan, because it's continually fucking up with errors every fucking where. Mm. <sighs> I don't Why? think it's a movie in the Deadpool movie. Yes, I will agree with that. Yeah. And basically the whole plot is, you know, Lo- Logan becoming Wolverine, you know, and eventually fucking off and eventually you know in X1 during the X-Men <laughs> but this is you know him going from James Howlett to Logan to the Wolverine yeah to so getting shot in the head and then becoming Logan Wolverine and having no memories of who the fuck he is and like that dead girl do I know her? I boned her probably not <laughs> <laughs> I smell my scent on her <laughs> Nah, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this movie was directed by Gavin Hood, who started his directing in 2005, 
E2 movies. One called, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, Tsutsi. I don't know, something like that. Which was received well by critics and normal audience members. And in a film called Rendition, which did better with audience than critics. Obviously, then did this. Some would think this would ruin one's career. This guy <laughs> thought, no, I'm still going to make some movies. And he got better reviews after this because he did Ender's Game, Eye in the Sky, and Official Secrets, which were received both well in critics and audience alike. So oh. at least he did better after this. Some would just go downhill, but at least he yeah. went a bit uphill. Kind of running theme now in this film is pretty much this is like the biggest mistake, and everyone, everyone but most people learn from this mistake. Basically, yeah, because obviously we, yeah. after this we got first class, which mm-hmm. went, hey, you know that bag of shit two movies we just did? Yeah, fuck them, we're doing our own thing now. Yeah, but well, we fucked up Deadpool. Let's do, let's do Deadpool better. Well, I am, you can't act. Stick to music. <laughs> yeah, you all learned from it. I, I wouldn't say you can't act. It's just, you know. For a, I, I for, a, for a singer, he just did his Venom. He just did his usual "Will I Am" sort of dialogue, just about the "Will I Am" type of accent that he usually do. Yeah, it's, it, it was just bad. It's better than some singers doing uh, acting. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. What's but that one? Uh, is it Madonna? Who did that one film? That was like, one of the worst like movies out there. I swear it was. Well, he's yeah. better than that. Even Kylie Minogue did better in Doctor Who. Australians, though, am I right? Oh, yeah, they're, they're much better than William. <laughs> Not Prince William. No, the guy that the space his name out constantly. Musicians, am I right? Divas. I know, right? Literally. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is the actual point we go off script, but... I've got some little bits of information here. So, the online, obviously, ratings for this movie. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has 37% with critics and 58% with audiences. Obviously, both rotten because it's below 60, but... Essentially, for me, this movie's in between there somewhere. I mean... It's... On the low scale, for me, compared to the others, like, it's not the worst film out there, but it's one of the worst. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll go, we'll go up to the next one. We've got IMDb, which is 6.6 out of 10, which is way higher than I'd give it. Yeah. Bit too high there, IMDb. Knock it down a bit. Um, we have Metacritic, which has 48 out of 100 for basically the critics and 5.3 out of 10 for users. 5.3 is very close for me. Very close. Mm. I'd back it down a bit. But we'll find out what, what, <laughs> what we decide later on. Exactly. Because you just got our early thoughts. Very early. Mm. <laughs> we're actually yeah. fully spoiling what we're going to give it. Interesting. Ooh. Like drama and suspense. <laughs> Shit. Well, we could do it more suspenseful. We could just sit here and not say anything for the next like hour or so, and just randomly shit our scores out loud. It's less suspenseful and just more boring. <laughs> like this, like this film. <laughs> yeah, but we can one up this film. We can make it even more boring. 
true. We and just don't know. put a black screen. Just don't even put our faces there. Just put a black screen. Yeah, we can make this film more boring. It could be Jaws 4. <sighs> Always Sonny actually referenced that movie in one of the episodes I've been watching. He, uh, Charlie Day references it as a joke. Which kind uh, of cracked me up. I was like, yeah, same thoughts as us, eh? As those that can see um, in Tom's background, uh, there's a Danny DeVito question. You see, we worship Danny DeVito uh, as well as uh, Jeff Goldblum, Paul Rudd and Ryan Reynolds. They are gods who spend the entire time fighting the demon that is Nick Cage. <laughs> and that's why Tom has been obsessing over Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Because <laughs> of Danny DeVito. He likes to see that scene where Danny DeVito comes out naked from a quick from oh, the sofa. Oh, I, I haven't got to that one yet. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what season that's in. I know, I've seen the clip because Connor showed me, but I haven't got to that one yet. I can't wait for that one. I'm just addicted at the moment. But we're going to move away from that and get onto the opening sequence of this movie. Yeah. So obviously, this movie starts with the introduction of James Howlett, which is obviously Logan's real name, and yeah. Victor Creed, which is Sabretooth's real name. Mm-hmm. When they're obviously they're both kids, he's with his dad, yada yada. Yeah. Something happens. They run away. They run downstairs. They find his dad dead. Yada yada. And then he grows his bone claws for the first time. So you literally yeah. get to watch, you know, young James Howlett grow his bone claws and then yeah, kill someone. It's basically him manifesting his powers and learning that that uh, Victor's dad turns out to be his dad and Victor and Victor are brothers. Which, story-wise, it's okay. Although it does seem a bit rushed into it. But I guess they kind of have to rush into it for the amazing, like, compilation. Yeah, we're about to get like, sort of about Because that is so cool. And the best, probably the best mm. thing about this movie. But that and the first bit of Wade. Yeah, those two bits. That, basically, the start of this movie is great. It then just goes... And it goes downhill. And goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. It peaks at the start and then fucking goes downwheel to pit of Nick Cage. Yeah, but at least Nick Cage knows he's bad. Yeah, he embraces it. He this just, film he's tries to act. Yeah, uh, it tries to act too serious in a way. It tries to think that it's Avengers Endgame, but in reality, yeah. it's Catwoman. <laughs> well, yeah. so it's not as bad as Catwoman. I have watched this over that movie. Uh, Ugh. I mean, dog shit. Like that f- Catwoman is bad, but this film is also bad, and I'd rather watch Dark World than this film. And that's saying something, then. Yeah, yeah but that's got. Well, I would say that's got Chris Hemsworth in, but this has got Hugh Jackman in. Yeah. Oh, two sides of a coin here. Yeah, but Hugh Jackman and Tom Hiddleston. I mean, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I, I was like, wait, you, 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 you Jamins in that movie? I gotta go watch and it again. Do you know? You're confusing, that's why. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and the same person. <laughs> I like the fact we get to see the first time he's obviously powers manifested because a lot of times in these movies, you don't actually see like, the 
a protagonist's main like, first time. Cool. Obviously, what, uh, Deadpool we do. Obviously, see Wade yeah. become that, but that's forced. It's forced because they do experiments on him and force it to happen. Uh, the only natural ones I can really yeah. think of off the top of my head is obviously um, Angel. Angel, yeah, that, that one's really natural mm-hmm. in the uh, last stand. He scratches them out in his back. Yeah, um, Phoenix in Dark Phoenix, that was quite yeah. naturalish. And uh, Scott in Apocalypse, when he goes to the toilet and just goes, BOOM! Oh, the Magneto as well. Oh, yeah, that one as well. But, I mean, obviously, we never got to see Wolverines in any of the three. It was just constantly, no. like, showing the fact when, obviously, you had the adamantium put in all the flashbacks of, you know, Striker! And whatnot. Yeah. You never actually got to see it at the beginning. And it's mm. nice to actually see at the beginning him get these powers because he's just... It, it works for this as well, because, obviously, all the other ones, it's when, like, something happens to them, they sort of snap at a moment... Like, yeah, and this shows the rage. It's rage that caused it with Wolverine. Rage mm-hmm. is what meant made him snap and grow the claws. And, and the following theme for the film is like him battling his animal instincts. Yeah, which pretty much like its overall mm-hmm. sort of plot instinct. Which is why I'm, I'm. It's good that they use Victor as well to be there. Yeah, they're both two sides of the same coin. Like Sabretooth is when. You embrace your animal instincts, whereas Wolverine's more of when you still maintain that human side. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, then uh, we see at the, the end of this sort of sequence. Obviously, they're in the woods, and he's like with brothers Jimmy, yeah. and it sort of then they sort of run away, and it and it fades into that montage from a nice sort of fade and time shift, montage. and uh, it uh, shifts into the uh, is it the Civil War at first? It shifts into. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah. And they purposely choose making go on the good side. Yeah, and it obviously showcases more, obviously, their skills during this. And it obviously, yeah. a way of showing off the cast who's in it, saying, obviously, putting up on the screen, which is a nice sort of montage of doing that. And obviously, as you say, it then fades like, throughout into other wars. So, obviously, you get World War One, World War Two, uh, Vietnamese yeah. War. And one thing I will say about this, I like the change you get throughout it like at the start of this yeah. like they're, they're like really close they work together you know they've got back that thing when they're like back to back and whatnot they're like really close and as it goes along you see that the as you say Sabretooth going more animalistic and mm-hmm. Wolverine going a bit more sympathetic and it's like okay yeah. you're going a bit dark here. and it obviously it all kicks off with the um uh the D-Day landing when mm-hmm. Wolverine is obviously taking out a I'm on that bunker and Sabretooth's got that gun and he's just blowing him away inside the bunker and he's just like wait this isn't right you're not, you shouldn't be doing that yeah and then it obviously cuts into the Vietnamese war when he's on the chopper going down that innocent village he's like no in terms of the like yeah. helicopter away and then obviously next minute he tries to Sabretooth literally just tries to rape a woman and Wolverine's yeah. like wait what's going on here and obviously he finds I'll everyone run. fighting he's like trying to stop him from killing his brother and they obviously did the back to back before so they get shot but that whole way, montage is just perfectly shot. It's great. Was, yeah, like that bit as well. When he like tries to like, when he's trying to like kill these people, and obviously Logan's like trying to do like trying not kill them, but like disable them like harmlessly, just knocking them out. He's not actually killing anyone. Whereas obviously Victor is slaughtering people. Literally, he's just killing everyone. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's a bit of a not. I, I don't know how else they could have done like this sort of opening sequence, obviously to get yeah. into the time frame. I feel like they did the right thing because they could have easily, obviously, just jumped from him running away Ooh. to them getting picked up by striker. I do yeah. think doing this sort of a montage showing the time frame it's actually been shown how old Wolverine actually is for the fact yeah. that the start of the montage eighteen hundred yeah. Like, and then it goes all the way to 1970s. Yeah, which, which it makes sense. Yeah, it's better than just like a, a quick cut. There yeah. you go. It's and it does more now. than just that. It, 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 it shows, obviously, their age and goes for them going through the wars, but it, like, it shows their relationship. It yeah. shows his, their instincts and how they're battling, how one's battling the instincts, if one's just embracing it. But it also shows how hard they are to kill. And it makes them look indestructible. Yeah. Like when that, that bit where Wolverine gets shot, and he's just like, yeah, he like, just like shrugs it off and still keeps it on going. It shows them to be like unstoppable. Which obviously, is leading into the whole film. We learn not really that unstoppable. That they're hard to kill, but they can be defeated. It's pretty much just the whole point of each one trying to one up each other. You see that for the entire film, and this sets it up exactly uh, i couldn't have said it any better myself that is literally my thoughts on this open sequence as well it's it's to be fair it's probably one of the best sort of open sequences for a movie you can probably find yeah like it's not it's, it's not even much going on a lot of it's freeze frame essentially and it just it just looks amazing i love it just like get your hopes up and then they'll just diminish it oh no yeah <sighs> Uh, Fox, you what were you off, thinking? It tells you everything you really need to need. Start off does. Exactly. It sums up what you need to know. And then we just shut your mind off and sit back because you're going to yeah. want to shut your mind off for the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's move on from the open sequences to casting characters. Mm-hmm. So I've listed all the characters, the names, who's playing them, yada, yada. So let's go for this. So obviously, first <laughs> off, you have James Howlett, Logan, yeah. Wolverine. Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. of course, and the film I've picked to name drop he was in is an actual uncredited uh, role he did, which is in Nightmare Night at the Museum Three, Secrets of the Tomb. I think that one was. Oh yes. When he played himself, and he did the Wolverine yeah. joke, where he's like, "You want to get angry?" and he starts going, "Come on!" and he like does the fucking X Men music and everything, and the was looking at him like, "What? What? What? What, what are you doing?" And she's like, "Ah, oh, it works better with the claws here, you know." Ugh. It's funny because obviously he's the guy he was obviously aiming that at is the guy who played um, uh, Thingy in Legion, the TV series. Yeah. He was the main character of that, fucking Dan Stevens. It's ironic because obviously he went on to the X Men eventually, but it's just the fact yeah. that they made this like meta sort of joke within this movie of, of him being Wolverine but not being Wolverine. It was like the perfect sort of thing. Like, ironic because. In that in itself, it's more of a Deadpool thing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and I think this was the same year as Deadpool came out. I swear, Night Museum came out the same. The third one came out the same year as Deadpool, or it was the year after. I can't 100% remember off the top of my head. I swear it's Deadpool. Because Deadpool 1 came out Valentine's Day in 20. Yeah. 20 summer. Was it 26? No. I'm thinking they might not be. 20. Fuck! It was a. Where's Where's that IMDb Google man when we need him? Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, I'm trying to remember Uh, when I went to watch it. 
That's the thing. Right, 2016. 2016. I think this came out 2014. Oh. I'm thinking of I'm putting nightmare. Night at the museum. No. I'm putting night and for fuck's sake. I'm not. Where's my where's my fucking searching guy? 2014. That one came out. So it was like nightmare on Bank Street. <laughs> it was before that obviously happened. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a Deadpool joke, and it's definitely a, a, a joke worth checking out. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I was, uh, Hugh Jackman is great in this film. He's probably the best part, one of the best parts mm-hmm. of it, as he always is. Every fucking time he put, you know puts on those claws, yeah. even if the CGI for this movie, he does a great job. Mm-hmm. He does like he does great with the material he's been given. Exactly, he's like Ryan Reynolds. He does great mm-hmm. with the material he's been given. Oh yeah, Green Lantern was shit, think- but Ryan Reynolds was good. <laughs> Blade Trinity was a bit naff, but Ryan Reynolds was good. Basically sums up them as being like the greatest of the actors. Yeah. But they can turn dog shit into okay, except if you're Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's next next character we have Victor Creed, Sabretooth, which is the second time his character's been used, first time being the first yeah. X Men movie, which was the more animal version of him, whereas this is the more humanized version and he's obviously played by Lee Schreiber. A great yeah. actor who was in the Scream trilogy, and I think he does a good job as well. I think he does a good job bringing yeah. Sabretooth to life. Uh, mm. I like this rendition of Sabretooth. He's yeah. probably my second. Though I, I, I like Wolverine, he's not obviously my favorite character. You know my favorite character. We'll get to him later. Um, yeah. He's like probably my f- second favorite character. This movie, I love his mm. rendition. I love the. the He's not like a full bad guy, but at the same time, he is a bad guy. Yeah. Because he has these moments where he's like a bit of a villain, a bit of a knob. and But eventually, he's like, you see it at the end sequence, he's like, no one kills you but me. He's like great. Ironic, because he kind of acts like an anti-hero in yeah. this entire film. And the villain of the at, at the end of this entire film is the anti-hero. <laughs> exactly. They basically switch to the roles. Like <laughs> fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I think Lee Schreiber does a good job of Sabretooth. Yeah. No, I d- the only problem is that his rendition obviously confu- a bit of a confusion to continuity with the, yeah, the X-Men f- film. But obviously there is, a, there is a game which explains this. Like why he's different. Like, say he goes through like, a similar project to Wolverine and it made him more like Buffy and like Sabretooth in the film but forgets his me- like, memories completely gone. See, though I did like the version from the first X-Men film, obviously they went with more of the comic trying to resemblance yeah. with that. This makes sense because they didn't really go with comic resemblance yeah. for a lot of characters in this film, so it made sense the sort of look he they went for with his character, the sort of, you know, the aim they went for with his act, the, the yeah. way he was acted out and whatnot. And I, it's, it's more it, for a character. Yeah, it fits more perfectly into this movie and I do like it. Then again, I like Lee Schreiber. He's a good actor. Yeah. He does well. Again, he does well with what he's been given. He does that sort of like even like there are some like lines that are a bit cheesy, but this whole movie's cheesy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Talking of cheesy, we've got one more coming up in a minute. <laughs> a certain person you were slagging up before recording. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. So we've got uh, John Rafe played by Will I Am. William. Yeah, from the Black Eyed Peas. 
and one of the voices in that, those films, Rio. You know, the ones with the parrots. Yeah. Why the fuck do they use William? I asked you that last time off recording. I went, why? Was this like when he was like, was he big, really big at this moment? I can't remember. And you're like, I think this was like when he came off the Don't back know. of uh, yeah. Black Eyed Peas. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's get this guy. He's a cool character. He's a teleporter, which makes sense to get yeah. to the final plot. And I do like that. I do like the look they go for, that sort of cable-ish look. It literally looks just like the character from the comics. Yeah. But it's just it's Will I Am is mediocre. Yeah, he just he just uh, plays he just plays John Rafe as if he was Will I Am. Which is just Will I Am with a Texas accent. Basically, yeah. I'm going with you, Logan. A really bad Texas accent. <laughs> okay, so um, we'll move on from uh, Will I Am. We have uh, uh, <laughs> we have Kayla Silverfox. She's yeah. played by Lynn Collins. She was in John Carter. Yeah, that box office bomb, which wasn't actually that bad. Her character for this, obviously, is just the... Essentially, it's the love interest for yeah. Wolverine. Pretty much just sums her a character up. She's more of a generic love interest, though. Yeah. Just there to R- roll the yeah. plot along into its second phase of the movie. Yeah, and to confuse Wolverines and wolves. Yeah. Two very different animals. Let's confuse them into one. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Wolverines, they howl at the moon. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah, didn't you know that? I thought you would have known that, Hayden. Jeez. I know. Get the program. Wolverines and wolves are the same animal. They're all called Cuckoo Pachoo. <laughs> okay, next uh, one we have uh, Fred Dukes, the blob, played by Kevin Durant, who uh, I really oh. enjoy as an actor. He was in the series The Strain, which. It's a great series. Yeah. And a little fun fact for you here, Aiden. He did the voice of the Black Knight Ghost in Scooby-Doo 2. What? He did the voice of the Black Knight Ghost in Scooby-Doo 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blob did the voice of the Black Knight Ghost, a podcast we did last year. I had no idea that Alex voice. I Black saw Knight it Ghost. and was like, I've got to point that out because that's a great little fact and that'll blow your mind. He's a good actor. I love Kevin Durant. He's been in loads of stuff that I've enjoyed. Obviously, The Strain. Oh. Uh, what's that one? For, uh, it's a film called. I think it's a film called. It's not that film, but it's a film. I remember a film called Monster Hunter. It's not the game one. It's like an, an older one. But it's like the, it's based on sort of like a myth in in England, but it's set in America. So it's uh. it's, it's, it's it's an intriguing film. I will say. Anyway, next one we have uh, Chris Bradley, Bolt, played by Dominic Monaghan, who was in Lost. That's where, obviously, he became really famous. Mm-hmm. His character basically controls stuff with his mind. He's a technopath, basically. Yeah. I thought I'd done it down. Enti- his entire role in this film is to fix an elevator lift uh, to um, pretty much just... Fiddle with light bulbs. The- and to show that Victor's killing the mutants. And that's it, really. Yeah. Well, Looks like he is. So they got a big name actor to just you know to go. Hey, get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, uh, next we have David North, Agent Zero, played by Daniel Henney. He was in Big Hero Six. He played uh, Tadashi. Yeah. And his character's base, as you said earlier on, is just a guy with guns. I got a gun. <laughs> you know, just some flips. Basically, got sort of pinpoint, you know, accuracy, <laughs> sort of. 
he's just an asshole with a gun. That's his character. Basically, yeah. That's that sums it up better than I could. <laughs> Hawkeye was a prick. Yes. Basically. <laughs> and lost his bow. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. Uh, obviously, we have Wade Wilson, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. The best. Starts off amazing. And then, and goes, then downhill. goes fucking downhill. Obviously, we covered him last year and we did Detective Pikachu. Yes. I named up loads of his stuff, but I did not name drop the movie Life, which he's in for about 20, 25 minutes. Yes. He's like... That, that, that Venom ripoff. Yeah, the one people thought was Venom. But I still liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a good film. Intriguing. For the fact that I got a big name actor and just duffed him off very instantly, quickly. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, yeah. again, he does well with the material. At the start, he yeah. shows off his skills. Later on, he's just there, literally just for the looks. But yeah. I read that the close-up shots, like when he's doing, he's obviously in both, between the start and finish. Uh, the close-up yeah. shots, obviously, was Ryan Reynolds to obviously get the look, so people know it's him. But like when he saw like the the jump flips and whatnot, that yeah. was, uh, oh, bastard! What was it? Uh, Scott Atkins, uh, an actor from Sutton Caulfield, who was one of the bad guys in Doctor Strange. Joe, the one yeah. that uh, they shocked to death. I remember, yeah. That was him. Yeah. He he does all like the sort of stunt work for this character. Whereas what is Ryan... it with um, that actor and having uh, diamonds on his eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, we also have a, a Colonel William Stryker, this time played by Danny Houston instead of Brian Cox, like in the old ones. Danny mm-hmm. Houston was in Wonder Woman. Essentially, he's just an asshole government guy. Yeah, like he is an X Men too, just yeah. not as old or British, because yeah, uh, Brian Cox is British. British. Yeah. Yes, he is. He was. Uh, obviously, he did that thing in Top Gear. Yeah, he was in. A, he was actually the first Hannibal Lecter as well. Ooh. Before Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sorry. Oh. He was the one what? before that. He did Manhunter, and then they decided to do Silence of the Lamb and got the great Sir Anthony Hopkins to play him. But yeah, oh. fun fact for you there. And last but not least, the last main character, my favourite of the movie, Remy LeBlow. Le... 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 So he's your favourite character, you can't even pronounce his name, you're that stuff. I, I said, I said LeBlow instead of LeBeau. <laughs> but yeah, Gambit, played by Taylor Kitts. Kitts, I don't know how he pronounced his last name, he was in Battleships. Yeah. He... He's my favourite character. I just, I just love everything about his character. Obviously, mm. I would have preferred the more Cajun accent, like the, like, uh, the animation, like more Cajun. Obviously, he gives a little bit yeah. of Cajun, but not like full Cajun. More of like a Texas kind of accent. Yeah. You, sort of, you can sort of have the hint of it every now and again, but as you yeah. say, it's more Texasy than you know proper like Cajun. Like, but it, it really is. You sound like a proper Texan accent. Unlike yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> But I think with his bits were good. Like yeah. I liked the look of his powers. That's what the CGI is pretty good. Yeah, the CGI there's great. Hard floating, the, the the little like the wonder style like energy around it. Yeah. And then the whole like cool ninja shit that he does. Just with his staff. <laughs> yeah. Running up the walls. I don't know I don't know how he got onto that roof so quick. That makes no sense. <laughs> Out of nowhere, he ran up on. He was on the roof, running towards them. But it wasn't he next to him like a minute ago. 
I thought I was knocked out, knocked, knocked out by fucking... Yeah, he was. He was, he was not, it makes no sense, but he was set up for... He just for... had an adamantium fucking skeleton knock him in the head, and he gets up, like, a few seconds after. Well, he's banged Rogue many times, so, you know, he's got to be tough as nails. <laughs> but, yeah, um, he's a great character. I love, obviously, I found some interesting pieces yeah. of information when I was uh, getting his names up. A lot of these actors have worked together multiple times before this and after this. They got uh, Hugh uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, they were in Real Steel, the boxing one. Oh yeah, they were both in that as sort of opposites again. Kevin Durant was a bad guy, yeah. but Hugh Jackman was the good guy. Uh, Taylor Klitsch and uh, fucking Link Collins were in John Carter together. Obviously, Taylor uh-huh. Klitsch was the main character of that. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, you're gonna see a common theme here with the next actor. I want to say Kevin yeah. Durant. We're in a, a film Captive together. Kevin Durant and Dominic Monaghan were both in Lost together. And Kevin Durant and Danny Houston are both in Robin Hood together. Yeah, and obviously, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have this running feud for the entirety yeah. of this reality of life, just going around trying to one-up each other. Pretty much. Trying to bully each other. And from that bit where um, Ryan Reynolds is that, that lovely, happy, like, birthday video, it's, like, really nice. But before that, Hugh Jackman was taken taking the piss out of it yes. and he was like what <laughs> why would you do that i was being nice yeah i remember that there's a, there's a load of other sort of ones i've worked together i i just got a few that i yeah. picked out and a lot of them are kevin durant because he's worked with pretty much most of the cast <laughs> but yeah moving on then we'll uh, move on to story so yeah. i pointed out the i've got the you find it I can't find it. <laughs> There's three points to this story that Arrow broke it down. So the start is a team up. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know the X, X, team X. Mm-hmm. Then you got the middle, which is Sabretooth hunting, obviously the team, and Logan yeah. becoming Wolverine. And then you got the end, yeah. which is basically a revenge movie. Yeah, pretty much. It's so, basically three movies in one, which is a bit. It's a bit jam packed. It's yeah. like they're trying to push all the. Like they, they look for the comics. They go, oh, this story is good. This story is good. I like your story. I like your story as well. Let's squish them all together into one film, and it's unnecessary. It's it feels like the entire film was filler. There's unnecessary characters that they put in, and it's just not done good at all. No, nah, not at all. I, I agree with that. Mm. It, as uh, Lich said, there's there's three parts of this movie, which is basically three stories right there. Yeah. Obviously, this team, which is like very brief, which obviously I'll point out when I we go into the action bits in a bit, the yeah. coolness from that team up. Then I say got the the Sabretooth going around basically picking off the uh, weaklings of the uh, team, getting rid of yeah. getting rid of Will I Am for us and uh, getting rid of <laughs> fucking the useless, not needed character of fucking just there to lift the lift up. Yeah, and obviously then we got the. The only epitome to the uh, middle bit, which is obviously Logan becoming Wolverine for the first time. Yeah. It's the only good part of the middle bit. And as I said, then the end is literally just, oh, you killed my girlfriend. I don't think they're married, though. It's a girlfriend, wasn't it? Yeah, girlfriend. Oh, I'm going to go get revenge now. Uh. Oh, no. The girlfriend's lived the entire time. <laughs> she was evil. Wait, she's not evil. She's good. Oh, she's dead. It's ba- it's basically it's pretty much like a, a sort of run the mill sort of plot. It's very mediocre. Yeah, very generic. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm glad they upped the ante with the next two Wolverine movies. 
they, yeah, did, they didn't really go generic. They went with an actual cool stuff, which yeah. is probably because they had a good like writer director. Oh wow! This is probably why. Uh, yeah, the, like I said, these a lot of the characters they used were unnecessary. I mean, they could have got rid of William, and they could have got rid of Blob, and all they'd have to like the need is just to have Gambit. Like, oh yeah, I escaped from the island. I can take you there. I don't need to like say, oh, you want information? Talk to Duke. More information, talk to Gambit. Unnecessary, like, characters to do yeah. that. It's stupid. The only good thing, obviously, we're having some of these characters, and it was the first time we got to see a lot of them on the big screen, like Blob. You've only ever, it's the, literally the first X-Men movie he's been in. He was going to be in the first ever one, but they wrote him, they didn't bother going through that plot. And then mm. he was in Apocalypse for that one scene when he's unconscious getting dragged yeah. away. So and they the, also, didn't they, like, in the fir- X-Men last time, they had a character that was... That made it look like it was a yeah, blob. Yeah, but it wasn't blob. There wasn't. Yeah. Mm. I know you're training on about. But yeah, it's obviously the same good thing about that is that even though it's like this this character's just dead just to go, oh yeah, it's a experiment, go. Yeah. It, it's the first time we get to see blob and it's quite yeah. interesting. Plus, I, I think it's quite funny for the fact that obviously he's got a tattoo at the start when you, they're like, geez, you only just met her. And he's like, I love her. Yeah. And then later on, so obviously when he's really big, she's like massive like, on his arm. Down. Yeah, I do <laughs> I do love that. That was quite there, humorous. There are some good jokes in the film. Yeah. Quite, quite the, one, well. the one I did like was the, uh, when with Danny Houston's like, uh, oh, I do this for your country. And he goes, I'm Canadian. And walks yeah. off. That was quite humorous. I feel all the best jokes come from uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Yeah, the start. Uh, he's the, the pinnacle of the comedy of the film. But yeah, so, a sum up is literally the story is mediocre. Mediocre and a mess. That's, it is a mess. Up. The entire film is basically filler. Yes. That it's sums it up better. Stupid. Film is just filler there. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Anyway, uh, move on to the next point I got, which is cinematography. Yes. Which... Has his yeah. moments, which is okay. Obviously, yeah. the intro sequence, the as I said, the montage at start, that's good. Sort of, but the Wade fight scene was good. Yeah, the Wade with the, the blades is good. The last like shot with the uh, the bullet and it splits off and kills some more people. That was yeah. filmed good, but it's not as good as the Deadpool two scene where he does the exact same scene but fucks up and keeps getting shot anyway. <laughs> Basically, yeah. See, his film's got some good like moments of cinematography, yeah. and it has some moments where you're just like. What the fuck was that? Mm. Uh, like the generic scene where uh, Logan walks off and the helicopter blows yeah. in the background. I feel like they watched Iron Man the year before. I feel like they watched Iron Man the year before and went, hey, let's just do that. Because yeah. you're not a superhero without walking away, without looking back and explode, without looking at the explosion. Which is why I love the other guys when they did that and it obviously hit them and they're like, how do they do that in movies? It makes no sense. <laughs> But you literally can't be a superhero without walking away from an explosion. So they had to throw it in there somewhere. They did. <laughs> but yeah, oh. the cinematography is sort of mid-card. It's mediocre. It's got its pros, it's got its cons. Like this whole movie. Yeah. But it kind of sums up the thoughts, mediocre. Yeah. And some of the good bits are completely ruined by the awful CGI. Yep. Ugh. Which we'll get to in a bit. Yes. Because before we have that, we have the score to talk about. We do. Which is, again, very generic. Yeah. There's nothing spectacular about it. 
like they're like in Avengers, you know, you can recognise the Avengers. Uh, in, like uh, uh, yeah, you can recognise Captain America. You can recognise Thor. You can, can recognise some of the ones in DC. Like, and then you've got this one. Can you rec- do you remember any of the music in it? To be fair, I couldn't hear half of it. Which is my own fault because the first like forty minutes I had to watch really quiet because I watched it way too early this morning, and big speakers have to turn it down. Um, oh. But I mean, the second half of it when I could actually hear, I, it was very generic and very meh. There wasn't much to it that like stood out to make me go, "Oh, that's that's a nice tune. I dig that." Heck, I was playing The Walking Dead before we did this recording, and I was recording the next episodes of that, and there's a tune in that, and I was like, "That's a good toe tapper, that is." Like a really like tense sort of tune, and then you watch that, and it's like there's nothing really there that makes you go, "That was cool." Oh yeah, yeah. boom! That's oh my god, that's such a good score. It's literally just poop. It's like, do you know the scene when Thor enters Wakanda? Yeah, the music just helps you get that anticipation, and then when it happens, like, oh my god, yes! And then that's completely in this film. There's none of that. Yeah, there's the tunes in it, but there's just this. As I say it's just too generic. It's too... Yeah. Uh, what's the word I'm here? Uh, shit. Is that the word yeah. I'm after here? Hit the word. Yeah. Uh, score. Shit. <laughs> that sums it up. Uh, we'll move on then to special effects. Oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> because special effects in this were, as I say, shit. Case in point, the scene when Wolverine's in the bathroom when he... First, obviously, he's having a good look at his claws. They use fucking CGI for the claws. They did three fucking movies without CGI in claws, and then they fucking CGI claws for his solo movie, where he's the fucking full focus of this film. My, I, I like the the humor of the scene when he's obviously breaking the bathroom, but the fucking sequence just fucking throws you entirely. The fucking CGI of the claws, it's just like, what the. F- what were you thinking there? I even mentioned that, but I told you about how, looking at it, it looked like one of the ones hadn't been, like, positioned properly. So one of them looked quite shorter than the other. I remember, even as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is going on? What what they've done to him? Like, I thought, like, are they just saying that because Victor broke his claw, it, it's going to be smaller? It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like, just... I ignored that bit. <laughs> yeah. There's some CGI that's okay in it, but then like, the majority of it is just dog shitting. Like the stuff that's like the actual full focus. Like you say the Gambit CGI, that's that fine. Good. That's really good. That looks really cool. Yeah. But then there's the, the, literally the... That's not even the focus of the movie. The focus of the movie is Wolverine, and they couldn't even get yeah. his claws right. It's like Blob. His, his practical effects were yeah, really I, I, good. It, it, practical effects were amazing mm. on that. But then they added the CGI to him, and it looked awful. I mean, the blob, 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 when he's punching. That ruined it. <laughs> they, they just fucked up. That just sums up this movie, though. They fucked up. Had a good premise, but they ruined it all. Yeah. And yeah. in the CGI... They didn't need to do it. No, they could have done it practical, the old ones. Fuck, the old ones are even older than this. This is 2009. The old ones were like 2000 to 2005. Yeah. Some, six, something and, like that. And you think about it as well. Like, this this came a year after Iron Man. Yeah. And 
I think in Iron Man, the CGI was a lot better than any of this. Exactly. And, and that was the first ever MCU film where they wasn't quite sure it would take off. And the humorous thing with that is that's not even Disney doing this, paying for that. It's fuck. It was, it was Paramount, that was wasn't Marvel it? Studios. Yeah, Paramount Marvel Studios. Yeah, it was like a joint thing between them. It was, before, it was say it's pre-Disney. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until fucking after Avengers Assemble that it went Disney. So that's when all the big books came in for CGI, even though they fucked up in a certain film. Um, What's that from that, Tom? <laughs> people know it's just fucking CGI scene I'm on about. <laughs> Technically, they did, it, they did it twice. A lot of times. There are some moments when the CGI community yeah. is bad. Even in, like, Marvel Avengers. Hey, you guys are so screwed now. Yeah. Oh god, that looked awful. Not as bad as this, but awful. But there are like, at least they have. Like, every film has their moments of that situation. Kind yeah, of bad. but this, but, a lot of it, it's like only as I say, the only sequence that she's good is Gambit. The rest of it's just yeah. nice, dodgy as fuck. Like, the opposite of all those films. Those films have some scene, like a few, one or a few two scenes where the. The CGI is bad. In this, it's one and two scenes where the CGI is good. Exactly, it's the opposite effect. Even the fucking logs, they're the CGI logs that fall on him. Yeah. Even that was fucking awful. <sighs> Basically, special effects, dog shit. Moving on then to action sequences. So, there's fucking loads for this movie. So, the first one is obviously the Team, the team X versus the Drug Cartel, which... He's a decent action like, sequence because obviously shows off all these characters' yeah. powers. So obviously you first off you have a blob mm. putting his fucking fist through uh, the tank to blow it up, showing yeah. obviously his, you know, strength. His strength, like his durability. Yeah, you got yeah, Saber to run up the side of like a, a building, yeah. showing off his obviously running skills. You got uh, the agent showing off his fucking his gun skills. Mm. You got William showing off his teleporting skills. Just being fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh, you've obviously got a few sequences of showing off Wolverine, which you don't really need to show off that much because you're going to get that for the rest of the film. Uh, you've already, before this, you obviously got to see fucking Dominic Monaghan's character showing off his skills when he's flying the plane with his mind. But obviously mm-hmm. then, when they go inside, you do get to see Wade's skills with that sword skill, which is obviously the, the best one of the best parts of this film, is when he's obviously slicing all the bullets. And as you say, he sliced that one bullet in half and takes yeah. out two. It's just... Right at the end. Okay, people are dead. Yeah, I, that that whole sequence is amazing. I just love every part of it. It's as I say, it's literally probably the best sequence of this film. That and Gambit, and that's saying something. Uh, only two sequences are standout sequences. <laughs> it's not, I can't really fault this fight. It's a good brief, but, but obviously there just to show off characters' powers. It does its job, and it does a good job. I liked it. And also then the next sequence we had, which was Logan versus Sabretooth, their fights in the bar, when Sabretooth's like, oh, you got insurance this place? And this guy's like, insurance? And he goes, oh, you're basically screwed. Um, and obviously then he sort of has that, that brief battle where it showcases yeah. both sides. So it showcases Logan's actually a lot weaker because he obviously isn't like fully in training as he used to be and Sabretooth still at his upper hand yeah. but it also shows mm. Logan has this aggressive side which can give him the upper hand when he obviously mm. he actually stabs Sabretooth and yeah. tussles a bit more but it still shows that he's a bit still weaker than Sabretooth when the fact yeah. he stabs him and throws him in front of a fucking truck yeah it just like, shows it there are like scenes about the whole with the whole um 
with Logan and Victor. The whole point is Victor's like physically stronger, whereas Logan has like the stronger healing ability. Because that's like hinted like yeah, at the start when they get they're about to get executed. He says to him, "Wake me up when it's over." Yeah, so, yeah that's like to show that like Logan will heal quicker than he will. And that's like a little sort of start, like little hint at it. So there's a reason why in the end why they couldn't use Victor and had to use Logan because obviously Victor wouldn't survive it whereas Logan would exactly they even say that themselves they even when he asked to do it they're like no you are literally you won't be able to survive it and he's like I can do whatever yeah. he can he's like no you can't like he's hinting they hint they start like hinting at it and that's the whole point of their relationship is like he knows like even though he might be have the more animal instinct side he still would properly would lose to Logan if Logan properly if Logan was to go in the same as well. So both same instincts, Logan would win. One, his claws are bigger, but also like his healing is a lot better as well. Exactly. This is probably like the best fight these two have in the movie because this is obviously pre-claws. And it's more obviously, as you say, it showcases the time difference it's been since they worked together. It shows obviously the, the different scales of Logan being a bit weaker, but also still strong where Sabretooth is still that strength, but he's still weaker when Logan gives in. It, it's probably the best sort of fight these two have. And obviously then you get the Weapon X bit, which moves on when he bursts in has to fight the military off, which... I think that they were, they're going to like basically erase his mind. Yeah, they're going to get rid of everything. Mm-hmm. So he's just essentially just this blank slate who can do what's mm-hmm. their bidding. And though it's obviously, it's, there's not much... Action here is that you just him taking out a couple of them and just jumping off a cliff, but ass nude. Oh, yeah, just a bit, just just it literally sequences just to show off Hugh Jackman's ass. I mean, wouldn't you though? You gotta chuck it in there somewhere, so there's not really much you can talk about with this scene. But the next scene you can, which is obviously the farm scene, when obviously he meets that uh, the elderly couple and he befriends them, yeah, the um, the Kent family, <laughs> as you like to call them. Um, Obviously, shows off his CGI claws, breaks the bathroom, but then obviously it's the morning after when they're talking in the the man, and they're like, "Oh, here, I have this jacket on." They're like, "Oh, yeah, sweet jacket." They're like, "Oh, take my bike for a spin." Obviously, his wife comes in, and his oh, wife uh, <laughs> gets shot by the sniper, which is obviously the agent, as you said, the uh, douchebag yeah. with a gun. I like it about the douchebag with a gun. He 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 even says like, "Oh." Logan, like, Weapon X just killed two innocents, even though it was him who did it. It shows that he's got that, like, that petty, like, hatred for Logan, like, they've been harboring the entire time they were together. They were all, like, a team. Obviously, he doesn't want Logan to live, really. He wants he wants to kill Logan, you can see. Yeah. He wants to make it seem more like he's unstable. He's going around slaughtering people just so you can have a reason to put them down. I feel like that as well is because obviously if they're on comms, if someone else is listening, if he says, "Oh, I've just killed someone," it's going to sound bad. But if he obviously blames it all on Logan, then they've obviously got full authority then to blood yeah. Logan crap out of him. Obviously, not just Logan as well. Obviously, they want the general who's there to think like, "Oh yeah, this is a normal weapon." Like they want to think like they're being shady pricks. Exactly, like, which they are. They're being the shadiest, the pricks. And obviously, uh, he bursts through the barn because he blew up the barn. He's on the bike. 
racing is taking obviously all of them out one by one in a, a, a decent uh, sequence. Obviously, he fucking ends up taking out the uh, the chopper by flying at it because they, they blow it up. Don't they? they blow up the car he's on. They think, oh, we've got him, and he comes flying up and just blows up the chopper by <laughs> chopping through the fucking uh, blades. And the guy's like, oh, shit. And he obviously just crashes and fucking burns. I, I thought it was a, a decent sequence. Obviously, there's been better sort of military versus superhero sequences, but I think it does a decent job of showcasing his new strengths he's got. Yeah, the adamantium. Yeah. And oh. then right at the end of that, he goes, haha, look, sparks fly. Yeah, and then fucking walks away from the explosion like a cool badass. You know. Like every superhero. That's like when you know you've become one. Every action film ever. Yep. Even though that we're not superhumans. Exactly. I walk away from explosions. <laughs> Obviously then, exactly. Obviously, then they move on to the Wolverine versus Blob, which is obviously a sort of mm-hmm. boxing fight between. It's more of a comical. Yeah, it's, it's literally there just for comic uh, comicalness for the fact that. Haha! Look at the fat guy. Even though he didn't say Blob, uh, Blob, he says the word uh, Bob. It shows that he's a bit. Du- yeah, it shows that he's a bit dumb. Uh, blob. It shows because obviously shows at the start he's a bit dim. It shows you he is dim for the fact they mistook him saying Bob for Blob. And obviously, they beat the, they beat the sort of crap out of each other, which is it's more comical. It's a humorous little fight, which leads to Wolverine in that thing where he just runs at the corner, jumps off the top rope, and fucking just wallops him on the fucking head just to get information out of him, which is obviously that. Oh, there's an island. Uh, you know, go speak to Gambit. There you go. Speak to Gambit. He's literally just there just to push the plot even further along. And also, it's also to show um, Wolverine that like, he can use his skeleton to add strength. Yeah. Obviously, um, realizing he got more defense now. Like I've seen in the first X Men film, when like people head when that guy head punches his knuckles, obviously he breaks his knuckles, not Wolverine's. You know what I mean? That's exactly. It's something setting up. Oh, I remember when something similar happened in the first X Men film. It's the only thing similar from the first action film they've done. Exactly. And obviously, that then moves the plot on to when they meet Gambit, the best character mm-hmm. in this movie, and he's shown off his card skills, but at the same time, William's character is getting murdered by Sabretooth. In that interesting... Obviously, I, I did like that sequence. Obviously, he's got his spine. He keeps shifting in and out. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I, I feel spine. Yeah, and obviously he snaps in, he? One. I did. I do like that sort of the shifting in and out, the phasing, that was quite... It kind of reminds me of like sort of reverse Flash's hand sort of going through someone's body. Yeah. It reminds me of that, just without, you know, the hand going through, it's actually the person's normal yeah. hand getting stuck within a shifter's body. Mm. It's always good when you see a character, just, you don't know what, but it just pisses you off, die. It's yeah, like in Harry Potter, when you see, um, what's his face? Um, Edward, who played Edward. You're talking to someone who knows less about Harry Potter than you. No, the, the one who plays Edward in Twilight. Oh, Rob Patterson. That guy, yeah. When he dies in Harry Potter, uh, Cedric, that that always makes me laugh <laughs> because even though it's supposed to be a sad moment, <laughs> I just saw I just saw Twilight die. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it you bringing up that fucking film every fucking time recently? I don't know. I'm gonna break lockdown to murder you. Oh, oh, I'm gonna tell Boris fucking Johnson on you. 
I'll duff him in too. <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously, Wolverine uh, is blasted the the one. Obviously, sees Saber too. If he sees the body, he's like, "Oh, what the fuck!" And Gambit comes in, he fucking just knocks him out, and then obviously begins this fight between him and Saber for the second time these two have fought. Again, it's a, it's more of a briefer fight than the last one. It's more just to show off his uh, shiny claws because he's like, "Ooh, shiny." And then he just had that gambit moment. He runs across the roof out of nowhere, even though he was unconscious about five seconds ago. And just like yeah. flip off the building, show off his fucking staff skills. Literally, he's just there just to allow Sabretooth to run away. And yeah. it's a very uh, weird moment that you get really cringed over. I mean, if you think about it, like Gambit wants Victor dead because he, he kidnapped him. So what's he gonna, this person's about to kill him. I know, I'm going to stop him from killing him. Why? Because Gambit's never been smart. Look in the comics and cartoons. He's, he's never smart. He's just someone who's a Cajun who bangs rogue and plays with cards. That sums up his character. He's a cool character though. He's, it's just obviously it's a shame they didn't ever use him again. Obviously we're gonna get we were gonna get a solo movie with Chan Tatum weirdly playing him, which they cancelled. So hopefully we get a, another incarnation within an X-Men movie at some point, because that would be interesting. We are doing, because I think I'll do the X-Men in one of the phases. Exactly, so it would be nice if they brought him into it as like a main like first-timer X-Men rather than like fucking later on. It's, mm. it's, sometimes it just gets a bit boring to see the same sort of group to come together, because both prequels and yeah. se- uh, sequels is literally the same sort of team. Which made sense for them, obviously, because they're timeline-wise, but it'd be nice if Marvel went in a different path and brought in a different sort mm. of team, per se. We probably will. If you think about it, like, in the classic, I've seen the Avengers, the team had started off with Ant-Man and Wasp as well. Yeah, and they obviously switched that up in this version, yeah. They had their own little, like, differences in the way of the comics. And obviously, in the Spider-Man films, they don't actually show the origin. Because I know he's been done before. Yeah, so I think that probably will won't do that. No, we'll... we can't see Uncle Ben die a first right. time. Oh my god, yeah. Event eventually, you you want to die. It's like seeing, uh, fucking Bruce's parents die like twelve times. <laughs> the only good thing, the only time that's ever been done good was fucking Batman versus Superman. It's mm. the only ever time his parents died have ever been seen good. For the when fact it was in a good montage. Body. In what sorry? One in Joker was good. Yeah, the one in Joker was good because obviously that made sense. It was interesting for the plot for it to go down that path. But I mean, I think the BVS version is probably my favourite version they've done. I don't think anyone's ever said that about that film. BVS is a misunderstood movie. Watch the Ultimate Edition and you'll understand. Anyway, uh, obviously the two sort of get into this fight now over in Gambit and obviously Gambit does that thing where he uh, does his tricks and climbs the fucking uh, the steps, obviously on the fucking fire escape, and Wolverine does the fucking weird thing where he just says, like, cutting through the steps to bring it down. <laughs> Which you said is very cringy. <laughs> and obviously, eventually, fucking, he does it enough for it to break and him to collapse, and he's like, ah, oh, we're on the same team here. It's like, oh, okay, we'll team up then. Okay, we'll team up. It's just the fact, it's Wolverine's face as he's like, cutting through, he's like, <laughs> Oh fuck me! Obviously, then the next fight after this is Wolverine vs Sabretooth again. After 
Wolverine finds out his girlfriend's alive. She's been bullshitting to him. Saves him, he's now trying to kill her. And he somehow has enough time to take his jacket off, have his tank top ready to go, <laughs> to then charge at him. I don't know how he, he had enough time to go. You know, thinking he said, okay, do I go back and save her? If so, do I take my jacket off or not? Yeah. Although I guess it's to like it's not not as restricted, but it makes sense from a logical standpoint. It's just you missed that the fact he, he, yeah. he had time to take his jacket and everything up to come back into would his be, tank top. Would be cool if like you saw like as he heard it just rips like it literally just quickly like rips it off or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Swings off. Yeah. Obviously, again, this is not, uh, quite another sort of brief fight where obviously Wolverine wins at the end. He has a choice of killing him or not, and is a mixture of Gambit being a uh, Gambit, fucking Sabretooth being the devil in his ear, saying, "Go on, do he kill me? Do kill it. me right now." Whereas obviously, uh, like, yeah, no, yeah, she's telling him not to, and he's just like, "Okay, you're right," and just obviously knocks him out, and then that leads to a certain scene where a Deadpool appears. We <sighs> forget that bit. Well, I'm going to talk about the bit before it first when he rescues the kids and obviously he's cutting for all the, the the locks, which was quite cool. That was quite an interesting uh, sequence. And then obviously then he rest, obviously he meets fucking Wade, no weird. Every time I watch that, I'm just expecting a Deadpool to appear behind him and shoot him in the yeah. head like in a Deadpool 2. I had to watch that bit after the film just so, because it needs to refresh my mind. But yeah, obviously they sort of battle it out. They're having this little fight on top, uh, weirdly, on top of fucking like a a, ch- uh, a smokestack, like a chimney, fucking on a nuclear power station, which is an interesting uh, end fight location. It's a bit different to what you'd usually see. Mm-hmm. So it does make and it does make sense for how it ends. So yeah, obviously they're this little fight. Where actually, each of those are fucking Wade's fucking black lines, uh, the diamonds around his eyes. Mm. Showcasing his mouse actually sewed up. Stupid decision. Um, obviously, laser beams now in his eyes because he's got the powers of fucking Cyclops. He's got the fucking shifting ability of Will I yeah. Am. And then on top of that, he's obviously got blades in his arms because that's meant to be like his blade, but it's also meant to be the powers of Wolverine at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, when it's all pretty much game over for him, fucking Sabretooth joins in and the two. Reminisce and uh, did the back to back finger from the start when they're both uh, like mm-hmm. watching the uh, Wade flip over him. And uh, Wolverine's like, I've got him. Saves so like, No, you don't. And he just flips over. And now this obviously quick sort of battle where fucking Sabretooth just gets annihilated at one point by the fucking laser beams. And eventually, fucking Wolverine's claws get that fucking heart. I was, it, mm-hmm. it allows him to cut fucking Wade's head off, which I'm assuming that's down to that. I'm assuming it's not because he's adamantium claws. I'm assuming it's because they're hot they've got now. That's what's aided him in cutting the head off. I, I think... Uh, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they did bond his skeleton with adamantium. Um, Wade's. Well, it would be because the blade's in his arms, adamantium. Mm. They put those in, but... I know... I think his whole skeleton's, like, adamantium. So that's setting up, obviously, the plot point in Wolverine, where if you superheat adamantium, it can cut through adamantium. non-heated adamantium. Yeah. A little plot point, I think, that's get using that. And I also did the fucking uh, the Darth Maul falling down like a giant fucking stack, 
Mm-hmm. But this time the laser beam's cutting through the stack, so then they can just drop it. And uh, that sort of ends the sort of bromance between Sabretooth and Wolverine. They're like, we're, we're done. done. And he's like, we're never done, Jimmy. We're brothers. We're like, never oh, done. I don't know why ne- I did a Stallone ne- accent ne- then. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know why I did a Stallone sort of a, uh, we're never done, Jimmy. <laughs> I would have loved, like, a, the Jelly Fano scene where um, one guy like, took everything from you. I don't know who you are. I would love that, like, with Victor at the end. Like, right, time to kill. You know, <laughs> you are, mate. <laughs> pretty much like that. You, okay, then that pretty much sums up the action sequence. <laughs> it's got a, a mixture of decent and, you know, just these really quick sort of action sequences. Which... We got some good decisions and mostly bad decisions. So it's basically like, meh again. Yeah. Okay, Hayden, take the floor, edit him. Talk about the um, editing. editing is... Mm, okay there are some moments that can be quite like a lot of the action scenes like specifically the wade scene like the way that was shot and the way it was edited was pretty good they had the right amount of fast pace to it but he wasn't so fast that the fast cuts that he would you blur into the motion it was a bit like um kingsman the, the church scene yeah the way it was edited was a bit like that. There was still some cuts than there is in that one, but there was that kind of flowed kind of well. And then there were other scenes. The, a lot of the time, the pacing, or the editing, the way, the way they've done it, most some scenes are done too quick, and some scenes are done too slow. And it just like it become some parts just become confusing and. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then the slow parts, like, can we fucking do something? Please. You're boring. I don't want to hear a story about a fucking moon and a wolf when we're talking about Wolverine. Two very fucking different animals. So, yeah. It's... Mm, like, a lot of the transitions are just boring as well. The only good it's... transition, really, is the fucking... Uh, the opening into the fucking yeah. montage, the only good transition uh, when they're running. Done brilliant. And then everything else is just dull. Really. It's just meh. That's the best way to explain yeah, it. Yeah, it's basically, meh. just like meh. everything else we've said, it's just meh. Meh. Which basically sums up the, my question of pacing of the movie. You've pretty much summed yeah. it up there, so meh again. Um, mm. The production design looked decent. A lot of the sets looked quite good. Like the barn set and just a lot of the sets in general looked quite decent to look at. They looked mm, real. Like Weapon X lab scene, obviously, looked very similar yeah. to one using X Men 2. They sort of fit well. I mean, obviously, the lighting was different, but the set seemed similar, at least. So, one thing they got about was production design. <laughs> That's it. Uh, that's uh, script. Mm-hmm. The script. The script's alright. I think the. I think what they. I think what they've got. Like what uh, the. Mm-hmm. The cast have been given. I think they did a decent job. Mm-hmm. Making it sound good, but not shit. The script itself could have been better. Yeah, the the, like, the story part of the script could have been a lot better. And I think that some of the dialogue obviously could have been improved. But I think I think I think for what they did. Script-wise, I think they did a decent... Like, the actors, at least, did a decent job bringing it mm-hmm. to the screen and not making it sound really cringy. It. it could have been worse. 
It, yeah, it could have easily been it could worse. Have been way better, but it could have been worse. Basically, this sums it up to like, extent. Not the bottom of the barrel, but it's pretty close. So, uh, last up before we go out mm-hmm. rating, uh, the ending. So obviously, at the end, uh, Wolverine and Fox obviously walk away, and he gets shot with the adamantium bullet from fucking Striker. And then gets shot multiple Ooh. times before he does that uh, trick when he runs up and uh, jumps off the fucking uh, the fucking really that, that weird fucking positioned bit of uh, debris, and then gets shot yeah. in the head, and then gets shot in the head again, mm-hmm. and he's down for the count. <clears throat> and Striker obviously walks away because he tries to shoot a uh, fox on the floor, but she obviously you know, even in a death uh, state, she touched him and says. Walk as far as you can until your feet are bleeding and he just walks off. And then keep on walking. Even though he instantly stops when someone calls his name. Yeah. I think that they was... broke the trance. I think that was done to show, like, uh, the bleedings... Like, his feet, his feet is bleeding. And he's, he just does keep on walking. But she didn't say, like, don't stop. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And obviously then, we, see, we do see Gambit before... Mm. before he runs exactly. off to go. He, he runs to Wolverine at first, and Wolverine's like, "He's like, oh wow, you destroyed everything." Uh, uh, okay, what are we doing then? He's like, "Okay, go help the kids." So obviously, mm. he heads off to help the kids, doesn't he? But then he he's finds like, some weird bull guys taking away. Yeah, I don't know why he ran away after seeing some strange bull guy in a jet with these kids. Surely you would go, guy. "Okay, I'm gonna it's go and help weird. those kids." Because oh. surely you'd think he's clearly kidnapping them. Sure, that's gonna be your first thing to think in your mind. Is that good kidnapping these kids? Fuck, I better save them. But uh, I just realised something as well, though. What? we didn't mention when we said we mentioned CGI, the uh, quite bad de-aged Patrick Stewart. Oh, it's not the worst de-aging I've seen. Yeah, but, but for two thousand nine, a bit blurry. Like, yeah. Mm. For two thousand nine, de-aging it wasn't bad. Obviously, it's been doing better yeah. a lot now. It's been improved a lot with. Captain Sam Marvel Jackson. and whatnot. Yeah. But I mean, for 2009, the Asian, it wasn't too bad. But yeah. him walking makes no sense. We pointed that out. Yeah, he's it walking. Ma- that makes sense. We, obviously, you pointed out, oh, maybe use the injection. But then we both were like, no, you can't have used the injection for the yeah. fact that he's using his powers because he was talking to Scott. There's mm. no, it, it makes no sense him being able to walk. That's just completely fucked up everything. It's, been, um, it's an error. It's, it's shown that, like, he has an injection thing, which obviously lets him to walk, but it it stops his powers from yeah, working. Yeah, it make, it's just it's, stupid. You can't walk and have powers. Yeah, you can't. You can't eat the cake and mm-hmm. eat the cake. Did you say fuck a duck? <laughs> okay, you can't eat the cake and fuck a duck at the same time. You have to do one. <laughs> I myself choose to fuck the duck. <laughs> I don't know which one Alex is using. The duck. In the funny But yeah. Um, Obviously, this makes no sense. And obviously, then at the same time, when Wolverine eventually wakes up, he's completely lost his memory, which sort of fits into the original timeline because yeah. obviously he has no memory. So it makes sense. That that layer makes sense. Obviously, he meets Gambit again. He has no clue who he is. Gambit says he's Logan. And obviously, he's seen the Wolverine tag. And all he knows now is his name's Logan and Wolverine, not James Howlett. Yeah. And it literally just ends with him just running off while Gambit runs off to his plane, I'm assuming, and flies away. So... It, a bit dicey, but I do like the fact they yeah. kept up the memory loss. They explained 
they yeah. fitted it in nice. That's that's good. And obviously, we have turn credits. Obviously, one with Striker getting caught and arrested, even though, as you say, he somehow gets his job back and does the same stuff again. And then, obviously, one of Deadpool just telling everyone to shush because he's ahead and he's alive. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, you mentioned about how the whole him using his memory. Like, obviously, I mentioned off camp um, before we recorded that I could sense like a theme. Of all the whole part of the Wolverine trilogies is, with each film they weaken Wolverine. In this film, he loses his memories, so you're showing that yeah, he can't be killed, but he can at least like have his memories wiped, and that's basically the same as killing him because all of his skills, memories, everything of that person that was James Howlett is dead. Now it's just Logan. Then the second film, obviously, they show that his healing abilities can be removed; they can be like suppressed and inhibited so he can't actually heal and he can be killed, he can have his claws cut off and then the timeline changes and then, you know, all that's gone but obviously in the third, in Logan they show that even his powers itself can naturally fail and he can die because I've seen Logan, he dies spoiler alert so damn it Hayden it. everyone's already fucking watched it come on I mean, if you haven't watched Logan, but you've watched Deadpool, you've had it spoiled for you. Exactly. Anyways, so... Pretty much. <laughs> Deal with it. But yeah. Right. You know, you, 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 mm. I do like the fact it's set... The end credit scenes make no sense. They're just there just... To, just oh, yeah. But I don't know why they're there. They're just there. But I do like the fact they tied it in with the first film with the, the memory loss. Mm. That's, that's the good thing. So, yeah, the... Let's give it a rating. So I'm going to give it... I'm going to be a bit nice. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I said it was mediocre. It was meh, so slap bang in the middle for me. I would have given it a 5 as well. If there was some better continuity into it, at least. Like, if, if at least it kind of fit better in the like whole original like timeline, I would have given it a 5. But because it that little... It doesn't it, like it nigs on my mind slightly. I'll give it a four. Okay. Mm. So that gives X Men Origins Wolverine a chest cave overall rating of four point five. So it I'll might have got... even higher if it didn't have William <laughs> and his bad accent. Um, a quick question of the day is: How would you fix this? In two ways. One, I would remove most of the characters. Because a lot of them are necessary. Obviously, never use Deb. Don't use Deadpool if you're going to ruin him. So just leave Deadpool alone and let the films show how it's done. I would definitely like most of the characters weren't needed. I would just kept it with just Logan, Gambit, Stri- Striker, and Sabretooth, and Silver Fox, and just kept it just them, and built the story around there. But I would also not straight away have Silver Fox and Logan date straight away. I like the idea of them having some kind of a thing, but it doesn't really happen until after Weapon X project. Because I kind of want an idea where what if his memories were wiped there and then, and it's afterwards he goes all animalistic and wild, like in the comics. Straight afterwards, he goes straight to the, like, instead of, like, still being the same kind of person, but with no memories, He's like an animal, which is like pure instincts. 
And from the, in the comics, he goes and like joins the uh, a wolf pack and becomes an alpha of that wolf pack in the comic. <laughs> but I would like the idea of him stuck in the animalistic like mode, like we see in um, Dead Future. It's a uh, apocalypse. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see him like just being an animal in there. I would like to see that part of it, but um, I would probably do it in a way where like Silver Fox helps him to become more human. That sort of sets him up to, to be wise like he's in the first film, and then set up the fight between him and Striker, and like have sympathy so don't have Deadpool in it, like the fight between him, like Logan and Victor. Instead, and it ends with like I think Logan winning and Victor looking like he's dead, and then it shows Strucker who obviously again that will do some kind of thing where Victor kills Hill Fox near the end. It's not Strucker does it or whatever, and right. had the bit where she's, um, she's always a bit lost, isn't she? Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I think like Victor's the reason for why she actually is dead, and given reason to why he tries to kill kill him. And thinks he's killed him, but at the end credit, instead of being like walking away or Deadpool, the end credit is obviously Striker finding Sebtu's body and thinking, "I'll heal you up and whatever." And obviously, come with a new project, like in the games, reason for why Sabretooth is different in the film, in the first film, and sort of set up why they both have no memory of each other. To at least say, both show like why they've changed, why he's now got. Black nails and black eyes in the first film, and not in this film. <laughs> and also, don't use walking Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree yeah. with all that. <laughs> that is, agree, yeah, I agree with all that. Good answer. <laughs> um, so that's it for the Chat podcast this mm-hmm. week. It's a different uh, one. Mm-hmm. We're going to try this again next week because I think it's a very more interesting way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, but next week we're carrying on this Wolverine journey as we take a look at the Wolverine, a much better adaption of a Wolverine oh, yeah. story. But until then, I've been your host, Drinking Thomas Shears, and I am not going to watch this film again. <laughs> God, fair, fair enough. And this has been Chat K Podcast, Bub. Oh God. I don't know how you can get Bub and Blob confused. What have you seen, Alex? Touche.